What's going on, everybody? We are the Cardboard Coaches. You've got Coach Go here. And it's the cartel. I got it right this time. I think I'm two for two, baby. The cardboard Coaches. I got to redeem myself at some point, you know? But uh, so we're starting today off with a pretty funny story. I mean, hopefully you guys find it as funny as I do. So for those of you who have been listening, you will know that uh, the cartel and I do thoroughly enjoy hockey card collecting. Cartel's been doing it for quite some time. I'm just get back, getting back into it. And the release of Series 1 uh, Upper Deck 2020-21 has been pretty wild, actually, because laugh. Uh, rookie cards are like 350. It's like ridiculous. Every, every day you wake up in the morning and uh, someone has sent you a photo of a Laffy that they've just pulled. Exactly. You celebrate. Exactly. You cheers them. You're like, uh, you just made $350. But uh, so that being said, I'm super excited to get in on the action because retail is impossible to find. Now, trying to get ahead of the market, as I've also talked about in the past, I did a bunch of pre-sales. Or, so I, I bought pre-sale at uh, our local hobby shop, 401 Games, shout out to them, and uh, as well as Walmart, because I wanted to make sure that, first of all, I haven't really left my house, and I'm going to be real with you guys, but I also wanted to make sure that it would get delivered on time. So here we are. It's probably been about a week and a half, two weeks since Series let's, 1. Let's just remind everyone we're in Toronto. We are locked down. Yeah, like, yeah. So we're in full-on lockdown. So uh, I'm not just a hermit. We also we have regulations in place. I can't even go if I wanted to. But we're about a week and a half into the release and uh, still no cards. So I get a, a message from my mother this morning. And uh, as I've said my one Christmas request, because she asked me what I wanted for Christmas, was a box of Series 1. And uh, so she's like, hey, listen, I don't think we're doing Christmas this year. I'm in the, in, in the area. I've got your presents in the trunk. Let me just drop them off. And, you know, you can just have them and keep them under the tree or whatever. And I was like, all right, that sounds amazing. In my head, here I am getting way too giddy because I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to have a box of series one. I'm like, I got it. I got, I got at least one here. And, uh, in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to crack this puppy. I'm going to do it. So sure enough, I grabbed the, the, what I thought was going to be one present and ended up being a bunch And my mom is infamous for buying a bunch of little things. And uh, I like it's, it's great, but, and they're not expensive things. So don't think that like we're crazy privileged. That's just like little things. She'll like buy me a pack of razors and like, here's some, you know what I mean? Like little, like like household items and stuff. Man sanitizer. Yeah. I got a pretty dope uh, Leafs um, stocking. I, I might actually show that off. But uh, so uh, I had this mutual uh, conversation with my girlfriend and we agreed that we were both going to open one present. So here I am under the tree sifting through boxes and shaking them and like I went online and like looked up the dimensions of what a box is, uh, a box of series one because I'm like I got one shot at this and I had narrowed it down to three that were like approximately how big I thought it was I took into a, uh, account that maybe she had like cracked it open and like spread the packs into like a, a new box so that, that would be a mom thing to do I'm telling you she does That's stuff so like that easy. right so I was like okay like 
shaking shit around. I was like, it's up to these three boxes. And I shook one and I was like, I could hear things rattling around in it, which sounded like uh, paper or plastic, specifically like the, like the pack plastic. And I was like, okay, I found my gift. This is the one I want. So I open up this box. Isn't it David's tea leaves? You got the David's tea uh, fall collection. To say that I was disappointed and not to say that I'm not appreciative of, of the gift because I do drink tea almost every night, but it was just a, the anticipation of, you know, and I, 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 there was some thorough, thorough investigating happening there. And I, I just came up short, man. You're just and trying to pull heat, but now you're pulling, you know, tea pulling, I'm pulling herbs from my teeth. But uh, that's now, why. Are, are the cards still somewhere else? <laughs> There's somewhere in there. So it's well. That, you have a Christmas. You know, it'll be. A Christmas I think. Christmas. I mean, again, I don't know for sure, but like, I, I, hopefully. Listen, what What would be better than pulling a Laffy on Christmas? Like, I. Some of us have those stories. I, I think there was a Christmas where I pulled a, an Austin Matthews. I mean, that really makes Christmas. You know, that so, sounds like my Christmas miracle, sir. Right? That would be a Christmas miracle. That literally so, sounds like my Christmas. I'm miracle. telling you. I'm telling you. So, so you know, yeah, that maybe that's what that's what you're headed towards. Maybe. Listen, Cartel here posting the positives about everything. I love it, man. You uh, right. you were talking a little bit of hockey shop with me before. What what do you want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about you know we are uh, we are in the off season. I'm watching the market. I'm trying to make some moves in hockey. You have to kind of get remotivated to get yeah. uh, get going in the hockey market. Obviously, the release of series one is a motivator. But the reason why I say that is there's a lot of attention on the basketball market currently. Yeah. Um, I've I myself have just chosen to really go uh, you know bees deep into the baseball market and I'm enjoying it. So that has taken away from my first and foremost passion uh, of the hockey card. Um, but I'm trying to get back into it because I a want to know what's going on in the market. If I asked you off the top of your head right now, Brendan, you know, what certain cards were going for, would you, would you feel confident in raw form and slabbed form? Maybe slabbed. Let's do it. You want to go for it? Well, well it's like it. one thing that catches even a seasoned collector off guard in my case, is the, the PSA BGS differential. Because, uh, you know, it's mostly a Beckett market for hockey. Yeah. Um, it always has been, but I'm really paying it's, attention it's now. It's different now, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really paying attention to the fact that more cards are getting tossed into PSA from hockey card collectors. There's more slabs on the market. When I was buying those slabs, it was mostly as a curiosity a couple of years ago. It's really going to pay off for me right now. Yeah. I was picking up McKinnon and, and uh, Eichel in the, the, the PSA 10 slabs, I really wish I'd focused more on Connor, uh, but I was building up my BGS army. Um, th that was just more as a novelty because I'm like, you know what? I want to, I want to diversify, have some PSA graded, but here we are a few years later and these cards are, are making leaps, man. So yeah. if, how big of a leaps are we talking here? Well, so what, what, what does an Eichel go for in a, as a BGS gem, would you say? At the uh, or what are you used to that going for? I could tell you a year ago it was going for about a hundred bucks. I was going to say, let's say 180. Sure. Uh, so Canadian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably starting to get there. Yeah. Um, and you can, again, and, and in the PSA 10, you, you can, you can double that right now. Not, not triple. You because the raw is, is going for like 75, 80 bucks. Yeah. And that's, that's, 
the the raw is at a high right now yeah um, but the psa 10s are now getting to 300 us so you know so i start looking at some other psa 10 slabs um and so you kind of start to take a look at uh comparisons and try to find something that doesn't make sense so i'll i'll get i'll come right out with it uh the past couple days for me so i've already kind of done what i wanted to do as far as this play so i'm happy to share it um there is a gentleman named miko rantanen who as we know is consistent unreal uh, top score in the league i mean i know you you really watch and follow hockey so you know this guy's explosive he's exciting uh all the potential in the world uh he's having trouble playing full seasons but look there's a belief that colorado is going to be a stanley cup champion and one of the reasons is Miko Rantanen. And uh, if he comes out hot out the gate in this coming season, it'll be really interesting to see what kind of bumps happen. Would you, okay, so if I gave you three options, Brendan, uh, Sebastian Aho, Dominic Kubalik, and Miko Rantanen. Okay, who, who would you most want to get in on? And who would you suspect is the most expensive of those? Okay, things? so that, that was my, my Kubalik and Rantanen. My first question was going to be: Are they all the same price? Because if they are, I'm leaving this podcast right now. Okay. Um, so I guess the you answer to that, that is no. Um, if I was going to choose, that this is a really easy one. I'm choosing Rantanen for sure, and the I reason agree. being is because this guy is a career. He's pretty close to a career point of game player, at least while he's been, I mean, aside from, I think his rookie season and his second year, ever since then, he's basically been a, a point of game. The guy plays on arguably the best line in hockey with Landis Cog and McKinnon. Like, why is this even a question? Kubelik, I don't, did he win? He didn't win the rookie of the year last year. I think he, uh, I don't believe so. He had a great playoffs that, that really got people talking. He was solid throughout the season. Don't get me wrong. I know, but you're talking about like a sixth round pick off the waivers, I think. And like, he played great. Like, I'm not disrespecting him because I had him in my fantasy team late. late. So like, I get it. But uh, I mean, even Chicago's heading in an opposite direction. Like they, they just finished doing a fire sale for, I mean, they're talking about moving Keith, like Seabrook. I don't think they renewed. It was something along those lines. They traded Saad. And uh, got rid of Crawford. So I'm like, that doesn't really make much sense. Aho is interesting because he's one of these players that I personally think is overrated. Um, I don't think he's worth the $9 million that they're paying for him. But uh, ever since he came into the league, people were talking about Sebastian Aho. And uh, I mean, I guess there's something to it. But like I said, I don't, I don't think he's ever eclipsed like 65, 70 points. So uh, you are essentially praying that this guy goes off with Svech. I think they're on the same line, right? Um, so I would take Miko Rantanen in a heartbeat. So that was an excellent analysis, man. And uh, I, <laughs> I agree with just about all of that. Uh, and it's so funny that, you know, that would raise a lot of eyebrows when you said that Aho is a little I, overrated. He's one of these guys. I'll give you another great example. Like, uh, I'll give you two examples. Don't uh, say Barkov. Dylan Larkin and Alexander Barkov. Ah, They're why just, did you say Barkov, crazy that man. You that. Why did you say Barkov? People just, here's the I thing. Like I like Barkov. I'm actually a big Panthers <laughs> fan. I'm actually a big Florida Panthers fan. People notice about <laughs> me. Um, but, and I have a great Panthers RPA collection. But um, 
these, these are these guys that every year, every year you hear this, the same damn thing, which is that they're going to break out. They're going to be top of the league and people are really dedicated. They have like cult followings, but uh, anyways, look, Aho is a good player. Svechnikov is a good player. I don't know if they're going to be as good as everyone believes they will. I think we're barking up the wrong tree on that one, but I think Svech barking is up the wrong Barkov. But look, I love Barkov, but by the way, Huberto, in my opinion, always consistently outperforms him. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. The but point, these are all great players we're discussing, but it's just funny that these guys keep coming up as this is the next best big yeah. thing. This is the next big thing. You hear that about a lot of Red Wings, by the way, Larkin, Mantha. Uh, shout out to our, our guest from last uh, last podcast, uh, Electric. I don't mean to uh, offend any yeah, Detroit no Red Wings fans, but you keep hearing this, yeah. and you know it's time to put up. Um, look, so two of those three cards, Brendan, go for about 150 USD, and one of them goes for half 75 USD. And the one that goes for half is the one that you want to get the most. Really? Yeah. No way. I, I, I can throw another one PSA in here. PSA 10? Patrick Line. Pat, Line PSA 10 from the same set as the Aho. Kubalik, which is a recency effect, all go for 150 USD, twice as much as a PSA 10 Rantanen. I've accumulated the ones that I want. I'm putting it out there for people to digest right now. Can we pause this it, podcast so I can go on? Uh, I can go everyone on just write it down, get out there. Um, look, this is how you identify an opportunity in my mind is when you're looking at the, you know, a player list and then just going out there and looking up prices and don't be the person paying 150 right now for Kubalik. If you want to do it for Line A or, or Aho and you really believe in these guys, go for it. Do pay the half amount that it costs to pick up Miko Ranta. Dude, that's bananas. So, yeah. So, you know, that, that's my that's my thing of the day. And it kind of gives you a little bit of insight Ooh. now. Looking at um, some of these potentials for the are upcoming you, are, season. Are you in our uh, our uh, fantasy hockey league? Uh, I'm not currently a part of any fantasy hockey. Well, sir, I think we're going to do some drafting early December. And that's going right. to give us something new to talk about. Excellent. Especially because... That. If anyone collects cards, you want to know exactly how your players are doing. So why not get a fantasy fantasy hockey league going, you know? Like cards cards are kind of like a fantasy league in themselves, are they not? I mean, yeah. you're putting your collection together and you're you're putting together a diversified portfolio and these play, these are players you want to see perform during the year that hopefully don't get injured and um, you know, if they perform, your collection's performing. That's exactly right? it. It's like doubling your money. So now why don't you uh, get us a little bit wise to some of the elements of this burgeoning soccer card market. I made my first soccer card purchase this past week on tops.com. Don't know why oh, I keep right. giving publicity to that, to that company. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, why not? You know, you click, this is, this is the hobby now. Click, ship, send. You're good. And so it's on the way. Uh, for anyone who follows me on uh, social media, on the CoachCo Collectibles account, or on my or on this YouTube channel, you have definitely seen me talk endlessly about Erling Holland. So much so that uh, Aton has decided to purchase a Tops Now version of Aton of Aton of Erling Holland's card. It's coming. It's on the way. The one I'm talking about right now is the Tops Finest, and there's a hella glare on that. But, I see. That. Uh, this is a card that I purchased on November 6th. And I actually looked this up yesterday for $86. Uh, at the time, I thought it was a steal, especially because most of them were going for like 115 And uh, 115 was like grinding to the last second. All the buy nows were like $150. And even that I was contemplating if I couldn't win this one. 
And uh, yesterday, I checked the comps on Erling Holland, and they once sold for two fifteen. And both of those numbers are Canadian. So for those of you in the U.S., I mean, it is a little bit less. I mean, it's significantly less than the, the two fifteen. However, I mean, you're still looking at like 170 U.S. dollars, and it was bought for like sixty. Now that's a good flex, but is there still space on that card? Do you feel? 100%. And I'll tell you why, because it just allows me to go into this market and it allows me to talk a little bit about my boy Erling Holland to begin with. So I, I 100% think there's room on that card. I think there's an, an unbelievable amount of room in the soccer market in general. Okay. And I mean, first off, I'm going to give you guys a disclaimer that just please don't collect things that you don't like. But if you at the very least like watching World Cup soccer, then you are on the same level as like 99% of the world. Okay. A lot of people suddenly become soccer fans when it's world cup time. I, I, it's an, it's a, uh, it's exactly a thing. It happens so to me. Just imagine like the world series or the NHL Stanley cup finals, but like on drugs, the nationalism that is experienced in the world cup uh, height is indescribable. The next World Cup's happening in two years. And the minute the calendar changes over, it's now one year, which gives you guys one year to acquire soccer cards. Because let's get real here with the market as hot as it is, as long as sports cards are relevant and with social media and us making podcasts and everybody else doing podcasts and videos and posting their collections online, Steve Aoki making cards. If sports cards are relevant, then come World Cup time, People are going to want to flex their favorite players. And the two things that I've uh, that are, are soccer related that are being flexed right now, I mean, aside from like memorabilia and stuff like that, are um, the Prism soccer cards. So they, they have Prism soccer cards that are highly sought after. They're, if you look at a box of 2014 Prism World Cup, which is actually the same I said the first ever release for soccer world cup cards or prism soccer cards, a box of that is going for approximately $10,000 us right now. So it is the equivalent I'd say to the NBA prism hype without the, without the world cup bump that it's going to get, that's going to shoot it into the stratosphere. Now tying that back, back into Erling Holland, he is, unfortunately he plays for Norway. So Norway still has an opportunity to qualify for the 2022 World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. So he has a shot. And luckily, during the qualification so far, I believe he's got like nine goals in seven games. So if they're going to do it, they're going to do it on his back. And there are, people are talking about Norway as being a dark horse because they also have this guy named Martin Odegaard on his team who's fantastic and plays for Real Madrid. But that being said... If this kid gets into the World Cup, Norway will be into the World Cup for the first time. I don't know if it's ever or in a considerable amount of time because I can never remember any a time where Norway was relevant. Then that card, which isn't necessarily deemed his like outright rookie card, but it is like of the two rookie cards, um, that card and specifically anything Holland will go into the stratosphere. There are talks of him joining a big European club such as Manchester City or Barcelona, 
which again is just going to shoot him into the stratosphere. So I am pretty damn excited, not just about ho- uh, about soccer cards, but also about Erling Holland. That's well, that's so interesting. I didn't stop and consider, you know, uh, the World Cup consideration. The main one would be is the, is the country going to make it in? And yeah. I do know at least I do at least know that with soccer that you know even at like obviously that's important. But let's say they get in and they're not you know in a position to win you can have those kind of Cinderella stories or those, those other sub stories that become part of soccer legend. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 you know, with the market as it is positioned now to deal with soccer, the same way we deal with, you know, sports like baseball and basketball, football, maybe, uh, you know, maybe we will see, I am still not hundred percent on at all. I know this for a fact, if the world cup was happening right now during this lockdown situation that has positively affected just about everything else that's cardboard, I have no doubt in my mind this would probably be one of the biggest blast offs, just as, as comparable to what happened in basketball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, and another important thing is, you know, not to wait. Like you're saying, if, if you do believe what Brendan believes and you want to make this investment and potentially have a huge payoff, don't wait. Don't keep waiting till there's a month to go before the yeah. World Cup. Start what you need to do now. Identify the countries, identify the teams, uh, the players. And start building now. It's the same way if you feel strongly about something in hockey right now, act now. Do not wait till the first week of the season. If you want that wax, act now. Don't wait till a month from now where it might be gone uh, yeah. or much more difficult to find. You know, act now is an important, I feel like I'm like, uh, you know, um, what is it? Sl- uh, slab stocks or something? Slab stocks, yeah, yeah. Inspirational messages that yeah. in my head I read with a Morgan Freeman voice. Yeah. For some reason, you know, it's like, you know, you know, follow your instinct and guide yourself to your grail. And I think it's cool. It's cool. It's, in, it's inspiring as hell. Yeah. Um, but that, that sounds like, you know, it's like act now, if you feel that you need that, that you're going to get a payoff here and you strongly believe in it, waiting just, is the worst I, thing you can do. I look at guys like, let's say Devin Booker. Okay. And Devin Booker is a great player. His PSA 10 rookie card is like 1200 us. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I just look at like some of the high profile soccer players and they're like 160 bucks right now. And like I said, I just, I don't know if this is suddenly just going to die out because of like, I just, I, I can't see it. I can't, I can't see it. I see there's already a little bit of hype when it comes to soccer and there's like well, no, already, no, some have already had some peaks, right? And like there's no soccer. major tournaments yet, right? So I'm like, I just imagine when now like the hottest card to have is a soccer card because it's the most socially relevant. Like unless we think the card market in general might just fizzle out in the next two years. And I'm not, I mean, I personally think that it's going to like the biggest bump in soccer is going to be in six years, but we don't even have to talk about that because that's when the world cup is in North America and Canada and the U S are in it. So the two biggest, and at least in my opinion, the two biggest card collecting countries are going to be in the world cup. And uh, so I think that is just going to break everything. Um, But yeah. It's my two cents. Now I uh, I got an education in Pokemon recently from Did the you? local, the lovely people at at four hundred one games. They they were so wonderful. Why didn't you ask me? Um, it, it's a good question. I should have just done that. But nonetheless, you know, I heard it right from the store peoples. 
that deal with it every day. And they kind of explain, you know, I said out of curiosity, not that I did it, but out of curiosity, if I was to pick up some product, what would I, what would I be looking at? They showed me champions path and, you know, the stuff that like the average collector would come in and, and be interested in. So what's, what's one pick as far as like, if I wanted to buy a soccer product, uh, maybe there's the sales continue tomorrow. I don't know. We can, by the way, we should talk about black Friday and sales and that sort of thing, but yeah, let's, say, let's say I had a few hundred bucks stashed away, Brendan, and I wanted to take a look at some soccer product tomorrow, sealed product, which I'm really vibing on these days. Uh, what would you recommend? I would, and I don't even know why I'm saying this to you guys. I, well, I'm saying it because I want you guys to be, successful because I, I want you to be successful. Uh, I would go after the, there's a Panini Chronicles, T-Mall is what it's called. And uh, they come out with these pretty damn sweet looking rookie tickets. So it's kind of like this. It has an official RC logo on it, which is unlike any soccer card. So it's oh, like everybody loves the RC logo. Undisputed rookie cards. Mm. And uh, so yeah, so I mean, ironically enough, I had a bunch of these like literally sitting here. But both of these were pulled from a T-Mall Panini Chronicles pack. They do the EPL, which is the biggest league in the world, English Premier League. There's a, the team all comes with three box sets. Each box set, I think, has 15 cards in it. So you're getting 45 cards total. I think they retail for like 200. But uh, the chance of you pulling a card from there that is $40, go, like it's, it's pretty high right now. And that's not even including, like I said, I think the market's going to go up on them. Uh, I see a lot of really nice stuff being pulled from t-malls so if you're going to buy something i think those are a good buy right now i've seen a, a various amount of cards from there that were graded psa 10 and are currently listed or have sold for like upwards of 200 dollars on ebay which is really good for a soccer card and uh if you're feeling real bougie Obviously, Prism is the best. So the probably the least expensive Prism right now is 2018 soccer. They probably retail for like 2000 but the rookie class in there is ridiculous. You're talking about Marcus Rashford. You're talking about technically Kevin De Bruyne. Like you're talking about people who are pretty significant names in world football who, like I said, if they pop, it's going to be ridiculous. Mm, excellent. Good to yeah. know. This is good information. Appreciate it. To have. It's, a, it's an expensive, it's an expensive market. And so, yeah. well, uh, well, I mean, the thing is, so is, so is basketball, right? And that's what I mean, usually, right? It's usually, yeah. You got to pick and choose. And I would imagine uh, breaks are something that people look into. That's cer certainly how I handle things with basketball and football. Uh, very unsuccessfully, mind you, but I soccer do. breaks are so freaking expensive, especially because most of the people running them are on the euro. So if you think that the conversion from a Canadian to US dollar is bad, just wait till you see the conversion of a Canadian to euro. It's not fun. There you go. There you go. So I think we are uh, looking at very quickly sharing some of our upcoming sub uh, elements. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, the coach and the cartel, our, our strategy is very much sending out large shipments every month or every two months to just kind of keep it rolling, keep it yep. cycling, uh, always have steady influx of slabs so that we can build little slab forts and you can have people stay over when lockdown's over and your little slab forts that are fully furnished and functioning. That's my and, goal. Um, so we're pulling out some, I guess we can go kind of back and forth maybe potentially. Yeah. 
in terms of some of the elements, I, I would say I have about 100 cards uh, that will be going out in this particular shipment. I call this shipment the base shipment. I, I like the base because I'm basic. And uh, the idea there is uh, a lot of the accumulations of 2020 Series 1, for example, are going to be going out. Accumulations of uh, variations, like factory set variations. Uh, so a lot of the same players. Um, so some of the some of the highlights are uh, one of the guys I've been picking up a lot is uh, Trent Grisham. This is going to be terrible in terms of showing this. Is that Bowman first? Ooh, Bowman first refractor. refractor. Is that they did not number the refractors in uh, 2015, I believe it is. So it is a refractor. Uh, Twenty fifteen, I think. Really? And they did not number them. Yeah. But it is clearly a refractor, and the, the value definitely shows it when people are selling them. I love that guy, Trent Grisham, known as Trent Clark on his Bowman cards, by yeah. the way, which is a fun little fact I feel most people know. Now, everybody knows I, I picked up a lot of 2018 Tops update. I still have a lot of it sealed. Um, I went into the sets that I'd built because I totally forgot that I'd built some sets, so I pulled out another nice Juan Soto. Did you? Um, yeah, and I, I suspect if I'd put it in the set, it probably wasn't the most uh, creamy of the ones that I'd sent in that I, I was pretty much 100% on Sotos. But this one will be at least a, a mint nine. And I believe mint nines are even going for 50 bucks plus US. At least. Uh, maybe even more, 75. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of golds from the base series one, which I'm curious how to, uh, oh, PSA Lewis Gold? That's a Kyle Lewis Gold at 2020. Um, I also have the Rosarena. Aquino, all my favorites, Jordan. So we'll see how those go. They're really tough, really tough this year. Gold foil, rainbow foil, gold 2020, very difficult. Really? Yep, very difficult uh, for a variety of reasons, chipping, corners. Now, you know this set. You saw this in your tops update. These yeah. are the wonders. Uh, look, it's wonders? Good... Yeah, a couple of them. You bastard, really? And uh, I think people will be collecting this set for sure. It's beautiful. It looks, you know, it's the 89 tops look. And Damn I love it, man. I love those. And uh, these are the creamiest of the ones I pulled. They're not easy. The black borders on the back, by the way. Yeah. So they're naughty. And the centering. So these are my two best Francos. I had a few of them. And really? how many uh, boxes did you rip? You, oh, yeah, man. How many boxes did you rip? Well, that's the funny thing. I only ripped one hobby, but I bought a bunch of blasters when I was in the States. And uh, these were popping out of. It, I think it's one per blaster, and I got three of them. So I was always getting Wander. If I wasn't getting Wander, I was getting six, though. Um, Mookie Betts, 2020 cards. This would be his Chrome. Uh, I'm sending in a bunch of them. It's his first Dodgers year, first Dodgers uniform. Uh, we'll see if that pops off, and I have noticed that the market is out there. Picking up these, and also... I, actually, I love that card, by the way. Yeah, and yeah, it's a fantastic... The image is fantastic where he's swinging. And uh, yeah, the, the, the Mookie bets. And also, by the way, the Fernando Tatis gold cup is moving very swiftly at PSA 10. So why not pick out a few of the best looking ones really? and toss them out? Uh, let me just finish up my baseball. Then yeah, I'll yeah, to you. Uh, Adley Rutschman, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, yeah, is, Rutschman uh, has some people talking. That's the only one I have a Sterling and it's pretty nice. I like, I was like, is that a Sterling? That's nice. It's a Sterling. It doesn't have a rookie designation. I believe it's a prospects card, but you yeah. know what? Why not? And this last baseball, people are probably not familiar with. Uh, this is the game Gypsy. within a game. Uh, Bo Bichette. I thought it was a Gypsy and, Queen. 
Yeah, no, it's it's painted. And Tops basically put these out, uh, I don't know, once a week uh, cards in this set. And they'd stop the print run based on how many were ordered. And I think there's about 2,500 of these. So why not? Uh, it's 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 pretty creamy. It's pretty like centered, it. nice. Yeah. And 2,500 print run. Why not? Right. So uh, I've been buying a lot of the online top stuff. I'm not going to lie. The I know. I know. I know. We'll, we'll see how they come in. We'll see. We'll see. I have. What do I got here? So I'll show you guys my baseball. I got a Kyle Lewis refractor out of 490. Uh, I lied. Out of 250. That's the purple. Bowman first purple. Love it. Um, honestly, I you're way bigger on Kyle Lewis than I am. We'll see. Um, I'm just getting it graded because he won rookie of the year and worst comes to worst. I can flip it literally like two weeks into the season and call it a day. Sure. I got a Mookie, the Holy grail, except for the centering. The centering is slightly centering. off and it's driving me nuts. So I'm literally praying for a nine on this thing. Well, we'll have to discuss that. The rest of it is absolutely perfect. The, I have also got a Mookie update rookie. This thing is perfectly centered. They're going for like 150. I think that one's a, a good one to be grabbing right now. And uh, I think that it's uh, it's only going to grow. I was looking yesterday actually about like at uh, his war, and the guy's 27 years old and has a 40 war already. Like, and for those of you who don't know, war is uh, wins above replacement, and that's basically what everyone uses to determine like MVP or like legacy status. And uh, basically has to do with how, how better, how much better he is compared to everyone else in the league at that position based on like hitting, based on slugging percentage, stolen bases, whatever, outfield. And in six years, he's accumulated like 40 war. And if he plays the way that he's been playing the last three years, also he's won two championships. There's no doubt in my mind that Mookie Betts is going to be a Hall of Famer. And that card, it will be easily, I mean, even if it's an update, it could probably be like six, 700 bucks. You know what I mean? Like uh, I got two Bowman first Tatis. You know how much I love that guy. These Absolutely. are both pretty creamy. They are paper, however. So, but uh, Bowman first paper Tatis goes for like 175 US right now. So yeah. I'm like, I can hack that out. And then I got a ton and I mean a ton of soccer subs of all kinds. I got some inserts, these new era inserts. I got some Topps Finest stuff. I got a, a Select in there. And I think I got a Prism in this one as well. But uh, even some Tops now, Holland. But, yeah, I am uh, infinitely excited to send this thing out with you. Yeah, I'm, uh, and uh, I'll sh I just want to share a few other, uh, other sports that we haven't touched on yet. Uh, because it gives me an opportunity whenever I have a few here and there from breaks and that sort of thing, gives me an opportunity to check out the market. I don't have much when it comes to this guy, Justin Herbert, Herbert. but Ooh. you know, even the NFL debut when it's in good shape and is a PSA 10 has quite a bit of value. Um, I pulled a John Morant out of a hanger that I was going to break actually that never got broken on Instagram. Um, so that came out of the hanger that was sitting around for a long time at this point. Really? So we'll see how that goes. It seems pretty nice. Uh, surprisingly, not much of a raw value. It bumps up quite a bit, which tells me that, you know, a, a, a 10 is not as easy as some people might think. Yeah. Because uh, when there's that much of a difference between the raw and the graded, uh, something going on there. I, I did uh, open a little bit of Chronicles and you get so many rookie cards there. I don't know what the market's going to be like. This is a pink Zion. 
yeah. from the uh, what what is it? It looks like Emotion from like hockey years ago. Uh, really? Essentials. So there's so many different sets in Chronicles. There's Essentials. There's there's um, all these different um, rookie card sets. And so I'm going to be sending a bunch of those in, see how the market reacts to high grades on those cards. Yeah. How about how about Laffy's Star Rookie? This was pulled in a break uh, for. This was actually pulled for Electric. Uh, it was a personal break and really? it is it can't, comes out perfect yeah. um, and like I said even though this card will bump down a little bit right now because of the young gun being on the market it's three years old it predates the rookie by three years it's a great clean card uh, yeah. I think we'll retain some some interest and value and you know we've we've both opened up a, f- a little bit of 2021 have you cracked any 2021 at this point or no of hockey, I haven't touched yeah. it. I told you I was okay, waiting. Okay, right. So you haven't even cracked it. So you no. And my Walmart that. order still not here. I called them today, even though it said it was going to be delivered on Thursday. <laughs> I got four hangers there. I got three hangers coming in from um, 401. I'm like, I'm literally just sitting with product floating around me, but nothing's yeah. in my lap. So I mean, I've I've opened some of the blasters, as you know, and yeah, the the you know a lot of the cards are coming out with rounded corners, so. When you get a half decent young gun uh, like Kravtsov and it's not exhibiting those rounded corners, you got to send it in. It's really your only hope. Uh, here's that first Kraken card I mentioned, the first Seattle yeah, Kraken. That's card right. That came from directly from Upper Deck. I think that's pretty significant. First ever Seattle Kraken card. For sure. Uh, how about John Cena? Can you see John Cena? I mean, just barely. It's a gold 2018 tops. And it's just a good looking card. It's not his rookie card. That's pretty cool. Good looking card. And, uh, you know, John Cena, I don't know. I mean, it's John Cena. I He's the man. I personally don't feel strongly about him, but he is kind of culturally uh, relevant. I like him. Uh, then, then finally, I've got my, well, a couple couple hockey notes. Number one, yes. Uh, Connor McDavid rookie year stuff is going to be coming up. Uh, this is Portraits from uh, Series 2. Why not? If it's creamy, why not? Yeah. And uh, a few more. 80s hockey. Uh, I'm really pouring over my sets and my uh, boxes full of these. And when I find something nice and centered and sharp, like this Cam Neely, 8485, that's going in. When I find something nice and centered and shiny, like this Gretzky League Leaders from 85, that's going in. And this is just a beautiful 8586. That's the Lemieux rookie year Gretzky. Um, upon closer inspection, there's the lightest of stains on it. Uh, we'll see what PSA does with this. Um, vintage hockey, man, I'm telling you, vintage hockey is, uh, is, is big right now. And it would be a smart buy at this point before things really get out of hand. Yeah. I was actually looking at a Matt Sundin PSA 10 the other day. It's going for like 40 bucks. Don't wait. 40. Don't wait. Don't wait on Sundin on Jagger on Fedorov. Don't wait is my advice right now. It's like point. $40. What? All right. So my chest is feeling pretty damn tight. How about we talk about, uh, how other people might be feeling, by sitting down doing a podcast or working or just not being able to go outside because they're stuck in quarantine like you and I are. So while Brendan's probably sitting on a really nice, comfortable chair, professional chair, and he's got I'm really things. not. No, you're not. No. I, I thought you might be like leveled out and really <laughs> no. holistically looking at your situation. I'm sitting on the edge of a couch in a very uncomfortable position. I feel tension through the hips uh, towards my waist um, I'm rounding myself out and pushing my shoulders forward. I'm and sitting this on an ottoman. 
So there you go. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, and we're all doing this. And uh, I see it. I, I also, I see it. I see it in videos. I see, I see like breakers bending over, grabbing boxes, cases, um, everything that we're doing, organizing, uh, you know, stacking things, everything that we're doing, we're doing in a, in a way in which we just imagine yourself curling in on all counts, right? Like one of those roly polies. Your, your hands are curling in, you know, your shoulders are curling in, your, yeah. your hips are curling back. Um, it's all pretty terrible. Uh, what we take for, uh, what we, what we kind of fail to understand is just how much connects to the front here, the tendons connecting to the front. Um, because the average guy will go to the gym and do the following. He will do bicep curls, chest press, lat pull downs on the cable machine. And then he takes some dumbbells and he's going to start doing this stupid windmill. I don't know what the hell it is working his traps. That's what they're going to do. Um, and, uh, Every single one of those exercises correspond to the same spot that's going to turn you in tight. And, and I hurt your shoulders. Thinking, you're thinking to yourself, I don't understand uh, the lats for your back. Yeah, it's definitely for your back, depending on how you're doing it. A lot of people do it really well in a way that really just pisses off their shoulders. But it is for your back, but you're dealing with a tendon that does kind of get under your armpit and attach where everything else is attaching. So it kind of pull you in. In the same way that it's responsible for some postural elements, uh, if it's not done properly or in the confines of a, of a, of a, of an overall better program, all you're doing is just turning yourself in the same way you are um, with your chest press. Supinated so, lap pull down for the win. Yes, absolutely. Sure. That's something that, that, but that getting a little bit kind of I know, deep, I know. deeper into it, right? I just want to throw that out there so sure. people can go research. So, uh, so where was I? Yeah. So we're, we're, we, we, we get ourselves into that situation where we're just continuously uh, tightening these front muscles and we are lengthening the back muscles. And when a muscle is lengthened, it's not going to do much for you. It's not going to be very functional. So even when you tell someone with the poor posture to uh, get themselves into that better posture it can be very uncomfortable. And there are some, when it starts to get, you know, involve pain and things like that, I think it does get a little bit more complicated, but at the very least we can talk about easing some of this tension right off the bat yeah. and step one, even though you want to get to the good stuff, you want to get to the workouts, you want to get to the muscle building. Step one is relieving some of that tension through the front. So you have a better, just imagine if, if something is coiled up and you want to squeeze it back, it's, if you can kind of release that coil a bit, it'll be easier to squeeze it back. If, if, if that makes any sense. Whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, so we want to stretch those muscles that are starting to turn in and affect posture. And by the way, posture is a, a tricky thing. Just by looking at someone, you may say to yourself, oh, they may be exhibiting good posture, but they, they may actually have bad mechanics in terms of how they can use their shoulders. Yeah. Um, you might look at someone and say they have terrible posture. You might look at someone like a, a hockey player or a boxer that's kyphotic and really has a pull in, but they have better control of it. So even yeah. though they visually may look a little off because of the, the structure has been affected, they actually have much better posture than the average person because they can pull that back comfortably, assume certain positions and not suffer from the, the pain and, and things that can develop. Yeah. So we want to stretch the chest, the traps, the lats, and the biceps. That, that Again, biceps can get very tight on people, even if you're not doing a million curls, right? So just think of all the positions you're you in. If you carry stuff a lot, you know, maybe you've got a newborn or, you know, like you care, you do construction, your biceps are going to be super tight, super tight. And that might actually help or contribute to things like tennis elbow, 
Um, and exactly. these are things that can we can fix. You know what I mean? Like you can fix. People think that's such that a great point. I, purple and, tunnel and, or tennis elbow is like a death sentence, but it's it's really not. You know what I mean? And they're like, all just can, functions of tightness. Everything you just mentioned, every malady you just mentioned there is a function of the tightness exactly. that just develops and builds day after day. You you didn't mean to do it. You didn't want to hurt yourself, no. but you did it. And we yeah. got to address it. Exactly. And, uh, so in a very, very most basic state so that we don't get too complicated. We're going to show them a stretch. stretch. Right. Yeah. So we're going to do that, that typical stretch against the wall. If you can show us, Brendan, for the chest with the elbow shoulder lined up. Right. So Brendan's going to start. How about you start flat facing the Coach Co logo, right? So now your elbows, now choose one arm, right? You're not going to stretch both of them. Choose the one arm. And then you're just going to turn away from it to create that stretch. Boom. That's it. So Brendan keeps his elbow on the wall. He's basically turning his chest away. He's now facing to the side of the logo and he's stretching that chest up. If he raises his arm a little bit, if you raise that elbow a bit, he'll get now kind of more the bottom part of the chest there, sorry, the upper part of the chest. Yeah. And he can kind of move the elbow to kind of get different parts of the chest. And if he you know, wants to kind of take it a little bit more, turn even more a little bit as he goes, and it can be progressive, right? So there's the chest. Uh, for the traps, Brendan, the way I like to do it very simply is one arm behind the back and then pulling away. Now with that arm behind the back, you're essentially pulling the shoulder down. So Brendan's left shoulder is kind of consciously getting pulled down as he pulls away from it. The trap is just that kind of left, right. There are other muscles that kind of function in a 45 degree plane like that, but we're keeping it basic right now. So let's get the other side there, Brendan. And, and then you, and you, you, just, you just kind of come to find that you have better mobility through the neck. Neck pain can develop through that tightness. Now the lats, we don't have an excellent way to show this unless you have something you can grip, Brendan. I sure do. Oh, you do? What do you got? Okay, awesome. So that's one way. Listen, this is great because that's not the one I was thinking of, but do what you're doing. Yeah. What Brendan's doing there is he's hinging through the hips, by the way. He's not just rounding his back. He's getting his head down behind the arms and that's just really opening up the top portion of the lats. And actually that's the most important portion that turns, that turns you in because that's attaching through the front. People don't realize that. Brendan, is there anything you can grab with supinated grip, like a pole or something or no? And then you know the one you know the one I'm talking about where you're gonna grab with a supinated grip and then squat down a little and let it pull through the lap. Uh, hmm. There you go. And then yeah, so Brendan just squats down a bit and that really opens it up as well. So the left arm right now would be kind of on his knee hinging, and then Brendan pulls, and that pull it gets even better if he starts to maneuver his head under the arm. Beauty. Right. So that's great. Like, it feels so good to have a nice oh, lat stretch because we get so tight in that portion of our body. And then the final one would be the bicep. Do you want to show us your favorite bicep stretch? I mean, I, I do yeah. the crossover. Yeah. I, I like just having two fingers and what I'll do is I'll press into whatever I've got around the house. I'll yep. press in and then I'll turn my wrist down slightly. And what this is going to do is going to allow your bicep to fully open up. Because what happens when it's tight is it, it gets shortened. So you want to find a way to lengthen it. So I push two fingers into any crevice, literally whatever you can find. And then you're turning away, much like with the, the chest stretch. As you can see, the chest and, and the bicep are actually like connected. So if you're wondering like, hey, this is really similar to a chest stretch, it's because they're on the same line. So it should be relatively close. The only yeah. difference is the arm is going to be straight for this one. Yeah. Oftentimes if I'm doing a flat hand, flat arm chest stretch this way, 
I would just turn this on the wall into this and get, get through this chain here. And now I'm stretching the bicep as opposed to stretching the chest that way. And then the bicep. Yeah. Um, that's, that's excellent. So listen, doing that a little bit every day, two, three sets of 15 to 20 seconds each side, you're going to really start to open up and feel some relief from that tension that can now transfer itself to your neck and your mid back. Yeah. For those of you who have like, like tight jaws or like clench your teeth when you go to bed, that might, that could be a contributor as well. There are so many things that ha result in being stagnant and like right now we're talking physically stagnant, but a lot of ailments that you experience on a regular basis that you might just associate with like getting older doesn't have to be that way. If you just do the things that you need to do, such as stretching, such as exercising, such as eating well, you know, let's, uh, let's all be, let's all be 54 year old Mike Tyson. That's the down. goal. I'm down. Now, that being said, Brendan, I got to run. I got a client waiting for me. This has been fantastic and fun. I think we, uh, I think we've, uh, dropped some knowledge. I love it. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Keep on keeping on. Please don't forget to like subscribe, comment, and share. We want to put our message out there and really help as many people as we can. Take care, team. Peace.